Hey, everybody, and welcome to Breaking the Wall podcast. It's me, Brandon. And today, I wanted to do another Build It Yourself episode. And for me, I think these episodes are some of the more important ones um, when it comes to this podcast. And I say that because when I made this podcast, the idea was to create enough tools and resources for young dancers to realize that if they want to do anything in this dance world, whether that's uh, be in a show or teach or choreograph, there's an element to building it yourself that is needed. And the sooner you learn that and the more you do at this young age, the more you're going to be able to step into when you're at year 10, year 15, year 20 of this long career, right? So today I want to do an episode on building your own dropping class. For me, this has been my teaching over the last seven years. I haven't really, seven, eight, seven years. <laughs> I haven't really had a consistent class, really. I mean, when I first started teaching um, right out of school, I did a couple studios, a couple weekly classes um, at studios that require registration. But a majority of my teaching has been this drop-in style class, and that has worked really well for me as someone whose main focus was to be a professional dancer, right? I wanted to leave time. I wanted to leave space for dance jobs to come through, and that meant not tying myself down to a consistent teaching job. Then again, if you listen to any of my, um, you know, survival jobs or those um, episodes about um, having jobs outside of the dance industry, you know that that was what I had to do also, right? Like, because of that, I had to find other jobs that would pay my bills until I got those dancing jobs and I had enough you know, availability to leave those jobs. Um, but I wanted to make this one because this past year, um, I really had a, a really grateful, proud moment where I started having really full classes. And I remember first starting out and not having that. I remember having very small classes, very like, and when I say small, two people, one person, right? one person, two people for two hours. Yeah, it, it wasn't the glamorous drop-in teaching life I wanted, but it's been really exciting to see how it grows. And if you can start this now as you're starting your career or on that earlier end, I think you're going to get to have that same feeling down the road. So this episode, all about how to build your own drop-in class I think this is a great way to get started teaching, especially if you're moving to a bigger city where it's hard to get into these, you know, bigger studios like BDC, Steps, Gibney, Perry, like they're, or Millennium, right? Like it takes a lot of time. There's steps to go through. And if you want to teach now, you're going to have to do it yourself. So the very first thing you're going to do, you said, you know what? I want to be a drop-in teacher. I want to teach class. I have this phrase work in my head. I have these ideas I want to share. If you want to do this, the first thing I would do is pick a date and rent the space. Yeah, pick a date and rent the space. This puts you on the financial hook, right? Whenever we have to spend money, 
it makes us do the thing because and it depends on how much money, right? If you're going to pay $10 for a class, depending on your financial situation, you might be like, ah, no, I don't need to go. I'll just lose that $10. But if you're spending $23 on a class, I'm going to be going for sure, right? I need to get my money's worth. So if you rent this, pick a date and rent the space, you are now on the hook. You have to teach, right? You have to be there. You have to get people to come. You have, or you'll be, you know, in debt from teaching. And that is not our goal. So set a time that works best for you. Yeah. So once you, once you're trying to like plan when it's going to happen, my big advice is to pick the time that works for you. I think I see a lot of young dancers, actually any dancers on, uh, or teachers online, um, They start with asking when it's going to be good for everyone else. And I don't want you to leave it up to your followers to set your schedule, right? Everyone's going to have a different schedule. You're not going to pick a time that's going to work for everybody. So you might as well pick a time that works for you. And then if you want to do a regular thing, you always have that time and people can make the time to come take your class, right? I mean, if you need a reference of when a good time to teach is, check out when popular teachers are teaching, right? Usually ballet and contemporary, those do really well in the morning, either a 10 o'clock class or like up to 1130 noon class. Um, but you could also teach a contemporary jazz or hip hop class like close to the end of the day. Those are pretty common also. So once you decide on when it's going to happen... The next thing you're going to do is pick the price, right? So we already spend money on the studio space, so we know how much that costs. And of course, I want you to be paid for your work, for your teaching. But I think at the very beginning, I want your real focus to be on just breaking even, right? Or not going into the red. So pick a price for how per head, like how much people are going to pay you to come and take your class based on how much you're already spending, right? So how much the studio space is. And in New York, you can find space from, you know, 75, let's say it's $75 an hour. If you're going to teach an hour and a half class, that comes out to like $12.50. And then divide that by how much per head, right? So say I'm doing, I'm going to charge everyone $15. That's the number I decided on. That means I need at least eight people to come through so that I'm not in the red, right? So if I think I can get eight people into this room, that's going to be great. And that's my new goal. I want to get at least eight people into this room and making sure that you have a space that allows you to have eight people. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can charge anything from $5. You can do a sliding scale. I've seen that a lot. But, you know, maybe when you're just starting out, maybe it is a lower price. Maybe it's $5. Maybe it's 10 Remember, if you're putting a price on it, that's not only just to make money for you, but it's also trying to keep people accountable, right? How much is going to, if someone says, hey, yeah, I'm coming, may, have them pay something that locks them in, right? $15, $20, $25. I mean, that's on the higher end, of course. But keep in mind that you don't want to go into the red from teaching. That is not the goal. Um, so, but... You know, I picked this number of 75 an hour. There's studio spaces that are 10 an hour. They're smaller. They're not as glamorous, but you at least not go into debt if you can't get the amount of people you want, right? Or you'll be in higher demand. You can charge more. You know, there's so many different factors that can go into that. So that's number two. 
uh, pick a price that works for you. The next thing you're going to do, you have the space, you have the time, it's happening, right? You invested, you're, it's time to promote. Yeah, you got to get people to come. So making posts, making stories, making reels, and these can be super simple right now, right? I've seen a lot of people make these elaborate, like, class is happening posts, and they don't do well, right? Show people what the class is going to be with a video, show movement, show quality. You don't need to do these large graphics that have a lot of information on them, especially for social media, because they're just going to get scrolled past, right? So try to not make it too busy. Things with too many details just don't pop. But other than just posting, send personal invites. Reach out to friends with uh, a personal invite via DM, or you can send them a text. This is a way for you to know that your friends know about it, right? I mean, I the number of classes that I posted on social media saying, hey, like, come to class. And then after the fact, my friends go, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were teaching. I would have made it next time. Like, the amount of times that's happened is, you know, astronomical. But if I reach out and I say, hey, like you mentioned that you wanted to come take my class, like I'm teaching this Wednesday, come through. I know they've seen it. They also feel like they feel seen, right? Like that they are, it is a personal thing where I'm like, hey, come, I want you there, which I do. But you're just putting your class on other people's radar. You just have to let them know when, got to let them know where, and then how much to pay you, right? Those are the three things. And I know we already talked about pay, but I just want to bring up a couple other ideas when it comes to asking people for money. Remember, just because you're new, it doesn't mean that you have to do it for free, right? We should be paid for our work. Next, this is just if this is a great way to just get good practice at asking for money, right? You can it's can be uncomfortable at first, right? Especially because we're going to be asking friends and uh, you know, people close to us for money first, but those are the people who are going to show up for you first, right? As you're just getting started. And also your own money reminder went into renting this space. So you're going to want to make that money back, right? We don't want to fall into the red for teaching. So that's number three. You have to promote because you need those eight people to make the class happen, right? Or to not fall into the red. The next thing is now we can plan right? We have the space, we have the time, we paid for it, we have people coming, or we we assume people are coming, right? We've been promoting, we're promoting every day, we're sending personal invites. Now is the time to plan the class, right? I think sometimes we think we need to plan it before we do it, but what happens is, or before we, you know, invest in it, but I think what happens is we get too bogged down in the creativity of class of, oh, it has to be good. It has to be this. Now, instead of it has to be good, it goes to, it just has to happen, right? So you're less hard on yourself about what's a good choice, what's a bad choice. You can generate more. Um, But this is the fun creative piece. So I want you to have fun with it, right? You have to do it. So might as well make it fun. Maybe you already have a class structure you like, or, you know, maybe you already have a class prepared, but it's always good to have a point of reference and over-prepare than to not prepare at all and just go in and wing it, right? If you are over-prepared, you can go and you can adjust for what the class is giving. And then, finally, once you plan the class, post-class, 
if you're making it a regular thing, let people know. Yeah. I always use the end of my class to be like, hey, everybody, great class. Like everyone has a good vibe. And I go, get ready for next week because it's happening again. Right. Consistency is the best way to build a following. Right. And dropping classes, it's about having a following. It's about having people come week after week. And what I found is that I have people who come pretty regularly, but they come in seasons, right? So I have a crew that comes uh, consistently for like two months, and then they don't come for another month because they get busy. But then they come back and they go, they keep coming in. But I have now about, you know, 50 to 100 people that are in that circuit, right? So if one person doesn't come, I have this person coming. So then the class is consistently full. I mean, if all those people were coming, we'd have a hundred person class, which is, you know, a goal. But I, you know, it's not about making the same people come all the time. It's about having a large pool of people that want to want to come all the time, right? So no matter the turnout though, be proud just for doing it, right? I will tell you, a lot of people are waiting for that email back from Gibney, BDC, Steps, uh, Millennium to be like, hey, come teach for us. We want to put you on the class, a regular class schedule. But this is something a lot of people aren't doing, right? They're not just doing it themselves and building a following that they can then bring Somewhere else where someone's going, oh, like now that you have this following, I will put you on our roster and you'll be here all the time. That's more about how it goes. Once they see that you are successful in terms of how many people are coming or once they see that it's uh, exciting and people are interested in what you're offering, that's when you start getting opportunities, right? It's a little backwards. We don't get opportunities until we make our own sometimes. Um, But This is a huge first step as claiming your space as a teacher. And, you know, I do want to leave you with some reminders that this is a long game. And as I'm, as I said, the first class may not be a huge hit. Maybe the first class will be a huge hit because it's new. It's excited. You have your friends coming. Maybe the second class isn't so big or the third class or the first month of classes or the second month of classes, right? It's not a linear thing. And, You know, I'll leave you with this story. When I first started teaching, um, I was doing these drop-in classes and uh, I had one day, I rented the space and I had two people come, right? the It was a two-hour class and I had two people come. The first person was in their mid-20s and they were coming back from a knee injury. Okay. I said, okay, processing this, great. Like, we'll adjust class. The next person who comes in Uh, was a 75-year-old woman going through chemo. And that's all who came to class. I had one person in their 20s looking to get back into the dance industry, and I had another person just looking for movement as a way of therapy, right? My quick, advanced weight change movement was not going to work for this group, right? But it wasn't the... So, yeah, it wasn't the class I planned, but... As a teacher, I had a responsibility to teach the best class I could for the students that came. So it was a huge learning curve for me to be like, okay, I guess we are throwing this plan out the window and going into my back pocket of activities that we can do for two hours that make people feel like they are seen, taken care of, and, you know, are getting something out of this class, right? And, you know, from then, and I think I think back to that one 
specific class all the time. And I've taught many a two people classes. That one specifically was the most polar polarizing in terms of students. Um, but I think back to it now and think, wow, how lucky was I to have that before I got this, right? How lucky was I to have those two people before I started getting classes with 30 people? Or how lucky was I to do that before I started getting classes with 50 people? Because it's just a new experience, right? It's just an experience that uh, you learn from. You learn so much from that. And I hope that on your journey, you don't get deprived of those really crazy, um, quick, uh, you need to make quick choices kind of classes because they make, they add to who you are as a teacher. Along with that, I do want to leave you with a couple of mindsets that I took with me when I started teaching and actually still carry with me to this day. And the first one is that if you're going to start teaching open classes, never cancel because of class turnout, right? I've never canceled a class because of low attendance, right? I tell you, I teach two people. I taught one per, I taught a two hour private once. Um, like it's, I, but it's important to me that I create a relationship with whoever it is in that room. So maybe they'll come back next week when there are more people, right? So I can offer that class, right? It's about building connection. So I've never canceled a class um, because of low attendance. I always think there's more to learn, develop, and change in my class. If you're going into teaching, you have to be adaptable, not only in what you're teaching, but how you're teaching um, I can't emphasize that enough because that's what's going to be the thing that helps your class grow, right? Especially at the beginning, look at each class you teach very critically and say, okay, what could have gone better here? Or what's not useful in my class? I'm still asking myself that question. And I love my class right now, but I know there's still places where there's things that aren't useful to people and that I can add, um, you know, more information and give them a better class. And the final thing is that I really love to teach. And if you're going to go into this thing, you have to love to teach it. You have to love to teach class, right? Because, and then that's what helps you teach those two people class. That's what helps you teach those classes that don't have the right energy or vibe you want, right? You have to enjoy the ride, right? Like I said, I love teaching those two people classes, I'm happy now. And it pays me a lot more to teach a 30 person class. Um, but I mean, throughout the entire thing, I said, man, I really love this. And I hope that's what you find too. I hope you find the joy in teaching and joy in what you can offer people. Um, so a little bit of a longer episode today, mainly because I'm so passionate about teaching and coaching. And uh, I think if you're going to do it, you have to do it now you have to start building this following. You have to start building um, your class, especially when no one's looking, right? Uh, people who've taken my early classes, they come now, they're not going to recognize the class as much, right? Some of the movement's the same, but how I teach the structure of the class, everything has developed so much. And that's why I'm also thankful for those smaller classes so I could have time to build my ideas a little bit more. Um, but if you love this, please let me know, uh, leave me a review, send me a DM on Instagram. I've loved reading all of your comments. The people who have written reviews have been 
nothing but kind. So add yourself to that mix too, please. Um, but other than that, enjoy your day and I will see you in another episode. Bye everybody.